Roxo Media House. From the Flying Tea Studio at Roxo Media House, this is Frogs Today, featuring former frog quarterback Max Naki, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, and we'll check in with our Frogs Today panel of experts. And now, here's your host, the voice of the Frogs, Brian Estridge. Welcome into the Friday edition of Frogs today, our football intensive Friday. Coming up a little bit later on, Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, is going to stop by. We'll get a little scouting report on them. We've got our panel of experts. We'll head it over to the turf, start to break this game down a little bit for you as TCU and Kansas meet, both undefeated here early in the season, both in the top 20 at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. But first, as we've been doing on Friday, it's kind of quarterback Friday as well. And this one I've been waiting to talk to prior to this Kansas game for a while now. The great Max Naki joins us right now. How you doing, Max? I'm great. I'll be better once uh, we take care of Kansas on Saturday. I love it, man. Well, you did it back in the day. In 94, not only were you the Southwest Conference Offensive Player of the Year, but it kind of started in this game. I mean, you look back on it, I think it was September 17th of 94, you guys were taking on Kansas. You threw for 299, and oh, by the way, the Frog defense that day was pretty good, too. Yeah, we had a good, good. actually, I think it was a night game. It yep. was a fun night game. The defense played great. Uh, everything came together, and... Uh, Horn Frog victory. There was a stretch there in that mid-90s, 94, 95, 96, 97, where the Frogs and KU played every year. I feel like this is a game that, you know, has a little more meaning in the Big 12 because there is some history to it. I think so. I mean, I, you know, I've got – I have several friends in the area that went to Kansas. Uh, I don't know why they went to Kansas, and I think they always question it every time we talk, but <laughs> they did. And uh, we had some good back and forth back uh, in the in the 90s, uh, having home and aways with them for all four years. Yeah. Max, you were part of some really good offenses back in the day. When you see these offenses that we see in current football, wh what do you think and, and, and how would you fit into those? Well, you know, when I was in high school, I, my, I, I played at McKinney and Todd Dodge, Coach Dodge, was right. my high school quarterback coach and our OC. And we we were the first, one of the first to spread it out in high school in Texas. I mean, he was kind of a, the uh, the leader in that. And uh, 
you know, when I went to college, we went into a pro style. And I, I have to say, I mean, we had great coaches, but I would say one of my biggest regrets was not trying to get Coach Dodge at TCU at that, that time. Um, but today, you know, you look at these these offenses that they're running, they're spread out, they're they're throwing the ball quickly, they're actually creating opportunities for the the quarterback to be the the second back as opposed to having a fullback. Um, and, you know, no longer do you have these big tight ends that are big blocking tight ends. You have guys that are running 4-3 could jump out of the gym and do whatever they want on the field. So <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty impressive to watch in terms of them stretching the field out and spreading it out and then hitting people when they're open. You had some great weapons at your disposal too back in the day, but then you look at you look at what Max Duggan has at wideout right now. Guys that are, as you mentioned, six five and six six, and Jared Wiley, the tight end, who's about six seven. I mean, and then you got Kendra Miller at running back and Amari DiMicardo. I mean, he's got all. He, he kind of play any game you name there, can he? I mean, they're stacked. Are you kidding me? This is probably <laughs> this is the most talented. TCU team that's ever been on the field. I mean, you know, Max Duggan, he is the best quarterback to ever play at TCU. No question in my mind. I thought that from the beginning. Wow. He, you know, he, he, he needed a, you know, a guy like Riley there to help him get to the point where he is right now. And, uh, you know, hats off to Coach Riley. He's that guy is amazing. I mean, I talk about a blessing to have him at TCU as well as Sonny Cumbie. I mean, uh, Sonny Dykes. Yeah. You know, they just they've done an unbelievable job. Yeah, it was fun last week against Oklahoma, obviously as well. When you when you think back on your days here at TCU, what what are some of your most fond memories? What stands out to you, Max? Well, I mean, you know. First of all, choosing to go to TCU is probably one of the best decisions ever made. You know, Fort Worth, uh, TCU, the school, the people, you know, the like-mindedness of the community, um, that was great. But, you know, when I look back on my time at TCU, the guys that I played with, you know, the Jimmy Olivers, the Brian Collins, the Andre Davises, the Barrett Robbins, you know, you name it, the Rick LeFevers, the, you know, the Royal West. Royal West, yes. They just, those those guys were just great people, and I enjoyed it and, and became great friends with a lot of folks. And and uh, and then there's the football side of it where, you know, we would go out there and compete. Um, you know, you, you said Kansas, Texas Tech. You know, we had a win against Texas. Just – some great, great memories. And then, of course, you uh, had the opportunity with the Cowboys. You, uh, what do you think of that little quarterback controversy going on right now? Cooper's done a nice job filling in. Well, it's amazing when somebody hits their back foot and delivers a the football. There you go. There's a quarterback talking right there now. I knew you were going to get me that. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> what technique and fundamentals can do, right? That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm tickled with the Cowboys, uh, you know, We'll see. They got a big one this week with the yes. the Rams, and yep. uh, you know I, I I hope Cooper 
pulls it out again and gets his fifth. And then I hope there's a quarterback controversy. I love it. We'll find out in due time. Hey, clue folks in as to what's going on in your world right now. Uh, personally, what you're up to, because you've been super successful in the business community, makes TCU proud. Well, I mean, probably the best thing I have are three great kids and a great wife. Yep. Uh, so my my daughter's starting on the uh, on the, the freshman volleyball team, and uh, my son's playing seventh grade football, and my third grade boy is just he's a beast. He's called they call him Big Country, and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, that's great. Family's great. I've been blessed to be in a good, good market. Knock on wood. We keep on going. Uh, glad to be in North Texas. Yes. Hey, is the seventh grader, is he a quarterback? He's not. He's playing receiver and kicker. He's, uh, he was blessed with a leg. So, uh, hopefully he's on doing it. Good for him, man. Max, thanks for taking the time today, allowing us to reflect a little bit on a great win back in 94 for the Frogs over Kansas. Let's hope they can do it again tomorrow against the Jayhawks. Yeah, great to talk to you, and go Frogs. There he is. Always great to see Max Knocky joining us here. we got a lot more still to come, including our panel of experts. Brian Haney from Kansas will join us next. We continue to talk Frogs and Jayhawks. And Frogs today on this football-intensive Friday continues in a moment. Chicken is a cult favorite and now has two locations in Fort Worth, Bryant Urban Road on I-20 and Berry Street at TCU, both owned and operated by Horned Frogs. Mention the Frogs Today Show and get 10% off anytime and order online at daveshotchicken.com. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Texas-based Happy Water offers the best-tasting, sugar-free kids' drink ever made. Happy Water comes in four delicious flavors that you can find at local retailers and on Amazon. Each pouch contains zero grams of sugar, zero calories, and zero percent juice. Head to happydrinks.com for more information and to purchase Happy Water. That's H-A-P-I drinks.com. 
Live happy. Be happy. Drink happy. For exclusive interviews and content on TC Recruits, subscribe now at frogstoday.com. Any sport, anytime. It's your source for all things TCU. Only on frogstoday.com. Frogs today on the Friday rolls on football intensive, of course. Coming up, we got our roundtable of experts. They'll join us. Uh, good visit there with Max Naki, the former quarterback for the Horn Frogs. Kind of set the tone for this matchup uh, with Kansas. Let's just get some insight right now on the uh, Jayhawks. We do that right now with a voice of uh, the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, good friend and good broadcaster who joins us from Lawrence right now. I tell you what, you guys are the talk of the college football world, Brian. Setting it 5-0 and on the season. Talk to me about the culture change there and, and Lawrence that Coach Leipold's put in place. Pretty wild to think the college football game day would be here. We get college game day on the basketball side all the time, but to see this type of buzz and excitement around Kansas football, we've not experienced this since Mark Mangino back in 07-08 when the Jayhawks won 20 games, including the Orange Bowl of the 2007 season. And I reference Mangino to say that this coaching staff, the structure and the culture that they brought to the fold is the most Mangino-like. And we've had, tried five different coaches since Coach Mangino left to get it right again at Kansas. And whether it was Turner Gill or Charlie Wise, David Beatty, Les Miles, it never really clicked. And for part of that time, we were dealing with a scholarship deficit created by the Charlie Weiss era that really was an uphill battle for coaches like Beatty and Miles to have to fight. The numbers have caught up now. Lance Leipold has recruited very, very well with a top 25 transfer portal class. And as we said, the culture change, just even the little things like having a 75-inch flat screen TV on the wall as you enter the facility that shows the first five guys to enter the facility that day and the last five guys. The first five to make it onto the practice field and the last five to walk out on the practice field. It shows personal growth in terms of acceleration or weightlifting or whatever. They're tracking every little incremental bit of progress and thus forcing guys to push one another to be the first guy in or the last guy to leave. And that may sound simple, but it's stuff like that that we, quite frankly, needed, and it's paying off in a major way for Kansas. I would say 5-0 and to start, number 19 in the country. And a lot has been made about the quarterback, Jalen Daniels, of course. But to me, when you start to look at you guys on tape, the thing that stands out is the play of this offensive line. Your center's terrific. They're not the biggest front up there, but they remind me a little bit of some of those really good Air Force lines. The technique sound, they pull a lot, and they're very mobile. They are. And since I'm on in the Metroplex, we can tell you that Nowitzki's nickname is Dirk. Like he doesn't it. spell it the same way as the Mavericks <laughs> legend, but all of his teammates to a man call him Dirk. And he's been outstanding, over 700 snaps without giving up a sack. He was a Buffalo transfer that came with Leipold a couple of years ago. Earl Bostic looks like a future pro at left tackle. Dominic Pooney is a transfer from Central Missouri that's plugged in right away. He's been terrific as well. And so, yeah, the line's been great. The offensive play calling is really creative. I want to get you ready for some of these formations, and I'm sure you already are as much film as you study. But uh, we'll have a formation they call the bobsled with three guys stacked behind the quarterback who it looks like he's in pistol, but then two more guys file in behind him there. There's three guys in total. Another time they'll come out in a triangle around Jalen Daniels and they'll clap his hands and they'll all scatter. They do a lot of things pre-snap to keep the defense guessing. And then Jalen Daniels' mastery of reading a defense, 
knowing when to keep, when to pitch, when to throw in some of the RPO schemes. He's been tremendous. And Coach Kotelnicki, our offensive coordinator, says he has the vision of an elite Big 12 caliber running back from the quarterback position. So when he decides to tuck and run, he shows excellent vision in finding the right place to go, whether it's with the football or, or taking it himself, uh, passing or running. He's been a very dynamic dual threat for Kansas. It is a uh, it is an offense that wants to run the football first. I'm going to make a note of that, uh, that, that eye bone, the uh, bobsled, right? The old Watson Brown eye bone at Vanderbilt. I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's talk about defense if we could. The one thing that Sonny Dykes pointed out was the length on the back end. He thought that can give folks a lot of trouble. The fact that your corners are six feet, six one back there with long arms. Yeah, and another uh, NBA reference and another uh, <laughs> Texas reference. You remember the late, great Kobe Bryant? His yep. self proclaimed nickname was the Black Mamba. Well, we've got the Hawk Mamba. And I say a Texas reference because he reminds a lot of Jayhawk fans of a key to leave who was down there from the Metroplex area, five time NFL Pro Bowler. The Hawk Mamba has been coming on with, with all kinds of momentum this season, starting with a field goal block return touchdown in week one, an 86-yard pick six to seal the game in week two at West Virginia. Could have had two interceptions last week. One was overturned on replay review, but he's got excellent ball hawking skills, long arms, tremendous athleticism like you mentioned. Melo Dotson is the other cover corner. He had nine tackles in the Duke game, played his best game two weeks ago. And then you know about Kenny Logan. He was preseason first yeah. team all Big 12. He just had arguably his best game as a Jayhawk versus Iowa State. There was a crucial pass breakup on a would-be touchdown to Xavier Hutchinson that might have changed the outcome of the game. He steps in, breaks it up at the last minute. He's been terrific as well, including a big interception at Houston. So it's definitely a talented group with that length and, and athleticism that you spoke to. And they've faced some good receivers now. We talked about Hutchinson. They faced Bryce Ford Wheaton. Tank Dell at Houston's very, very fast. Obviously, this will be the fastest, most athletic team they've faced to date. But it's not like their schedule's been chopped liver. I really feel this is a confident secondary based on who they've gone up against. And they know it'll be tougher on Saturday, certainly. But they feel pretty battle-tested heading in. All right, got a full house. You've got game day in town. you got the eyes of the nation on the 5-0 Jayhawks. Is Lawrence ready for all of this? This is going to be fun on Saturday morning. It'll be a blast. You know, now with uh, sports gambling legalized here, we've got local sports books that are even betting on who the celebrity picker is going to be on game day. You turned us down. I know you do like yep. three-hour pregame. Right. Yeah, game. hard to do. So, so Paul Rudd is the, the odds-on favorites. He's a, a Kansas City guy, of course, famous from Anchorman and, yep. and, and all kinds of movies. Uh, Rob Riggle is a candidate that's high on the list. Okay. Joel Embiid of the 76ers. Yeah, yep. Sorry. Recent American citizen. I love that about Joel, by the way. That's right. That's yes. right. Paul Pierce is also on the list. And Akeem Tlaib, actually. Those yeah. are the five, quote-unquote, Vegas favorites to be the celebrity picker. We're looking forward to it. The hashtag is Phil the Hill. As you know, the football stadium is located on the base of Mount Oriad, looking up at the Campanile, which is the big uh, bell tower structure there. 
that's where we'll see the ESPN game day stage set up and the fans hopefully filling it all the way up. I know you've not seen a, a packed out David Booth, Kansas Memorial no. Stadium. This will be a different kind of feel come Saturday, but that's what it's been now with three straight sellouts here in Lawrence. All right, we'll get there early for this one. 11 a.m. kick on Saturday for the Frogs and the Jayhawks, two top 20 teams meeting in Big 12 action. Brian Haney, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Not just one of my favorite guys in the league. You're one of my favorite guys on the planet, Brian. A mentor and friend and uh, truly the best we got going for us in the Big 12. Keep up the great work, buddy. Let me see what I got here. I think I only got six bucks, Amy. Sorry, That brother. was at least a $10 plug. Yeah, six bucks. Six bucks. That's all it's worth, man. Brian Haney joining us up from Lawrence. Coming up next, our roundtable of experts. We start to break this game down even further when Frogs Today continues. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Richard's Rainwater. Richard's Rainwater is 100% rain. Refreshing, renewable, and the only ingredient we use in our water. Why rain? Because everyone deserves access to clean water. And rain is a 100% renewable resource available everywhere. Drink the rain. Save the planet. Shop now at richardsrainwater.com. Dave's Hot Chicken is a cult favorite and now has two locations in Fort Worth, Bryant Irvin Road on I-20 and Berry Street at TCU, both owned and operated by Horned Frogs. Mention the Frogs Today Show and get 10% off anytime and order online at daveshotchicken.com. For exclusive interviews and content on TCU Recruits, subscribe now at frogstoday.com. Any sport, anytime. It's your source for all things TCU. Only on frogstoday.com. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student athletes through a series of unique event based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Texas-based Happy Water offers the best-tasting, sugar-free kids' drink ever made. Happy Water comes in four delicious flavors that you can find at local retailers and on Amazon. Each pouch contains zero grams of sugar, zero calories, and zero percent juice. Head to happydrinks.com for more information and to purchase Happy Water. That's H-A-P-I drinks.com. Live happy. Be happy. Drink happy. Frogs today rolls on. It is our round table of experts. Thanks to Brian Haiti from Kansas setting us up now with scouting report there on the uh, Jayhawks and what we can expect on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Now we dive a little deeper. We got our experts alongside. We got the coach, David Bowden, who's with us. We got Jamie Plunkett from frogstoday.com. And from the Spanish broadcast from the Horn Frog Sports Network, my man Elvis Gallegos in the studio today. All right, you, all right, we, this is going to get good. I can already tell these guys were X's and O and over here before we even got started. Remember now, you can't talk unless you got the football. That's the only rule, uh, and you got to give us all the insight you got. Let's start with Coach David Bowden. All right, Coach Bowden, we got a simple offense and a diverse defense for Kansas. Explain this to me now, man. Oh wait, did I get that back? Yes, sir. All yeah, right, yeah, flip me. All right, here we go. All right, what, good. So. Really, they do complement each other. I want to get to that. But first of all, on defense, they're just trying to keep everything in front of them. It's a it's an even four-man front, quarters behind it, not trying to do a lot, but they don't give up big plays. And then offensively, it's a lot of old school, you know, blocking schemes, a lot of angle blocks, gap blocking schemes, 
pin and pull, that type of stuff, and then they present it a, a multitude of ways. But they're going to play everything conservative, and, and really it complements each other. They're going to extend games. They get in the huddle. We haven't seen that in a long time. So really, uh, Lance Lightbull and his staff have done a tremendous job playing to their strengths, playing conservatively, um, but I, I think it really fits well at Kansas. Now, the rumor is I'm going to see some old Jack Harbaugh, Watson Brown, eye bone. I might see it all out of them. Is that you right? You may. You may. Woo, going back a ways there. <laughs> all right, Jamie Plunkett, you're up next. Let's dive into what happens at Kansas. Crazy things happen at Kansas over the years for the Horn Frogs. This house is going to be packed on Saturday morning. What can we expect? Well, it's the third straight sellout in a row for the Jayhawks. First time that's happened in forever. But like Brian said, it's always crazy when the Frogs visit Lawrence. We've got the Turpin punt return for a touchdown that helped the Frogs pull it out. We had the Darius Anderson butt fumble that we don't really like to talk about, too. <laughs> but let me tell you something. This iteration of uh, Horned Frogs and Jayhawks is going to be as intense as we have seen since the Frogs have joined the Big 12. Really looking forward to the atmosphere. We've never seen Booth Stadium full, as a matter of fact. That may be why it was kind of crazy. Elvis Gallegos is with us. All right, Elvis, I know how you like talking about defense. You get your chance here because you're going to be facing in Kansas as quarterback Jalen Daniels a true dual threat. How does that put a defense on edge, my man? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jalen Daniels is a real deal. This is a dual threat guy that can beat you in the air, on the ground. They're going to throw it out quick, simple, easy, high-efficient throws. I love the way they use the QB run game. So for me, Brian, in this game, I was brought up to do all about alignment and assignment football. This is a defense, and, and, and Coach Gillespie's that at times you've heard is very vanilla and, and maybe allows high yardage. That's okay. I'm, I'm more about don't allow big plays. You got to know where your fits are. You got to play with your eyes. You got to understand your keys. They're going to try to roll Jalen out of the uh, out of the box, and they're going to try to out of the pocket, I should say, with a lot of boot action and try to use his athleticism. So to me, when I look at this TCU defense, it's it's that you hear it a lot that bend but don't break. That's okay. Play inside the red zone. Give up field goals. Don't give up big plays, and I think the Frogs will have a successful day. I like it, man. All right, let's stay with quarterbacks, as a matter of fact, Coach. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, do a little ride here. Let's work on the mesh point. All right, let's move <laughs> it down here. All right, the, uh, we got Max Duggan, who's playing at a high level right now. I got the sense, though, Sonny talked about in the SMU game. Afterwards, hung on to it a little too long a couple of times. That may have been a couple of the sacks. Was he better last week at that? Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, they, they challenged, the Sooners challenged, Max Duggan to keep the ball, and they wanted him to beat them in the run game because of the way the running backs have been playing between Kendra Miller, Amari DiMarcardo, having really been obviously uh, you know, crushing it on the ground. Well, they <laughs> went with the backs, and Max made them pay. And then also, you know, he was just very efficient, you know, taking care of the football. He did that the week before at SMU, but what we saw against the Sooners was, was him now not just taking sacks. He was getting rid of it if he had to just throw it out of bounds, live to see another play. He was able to do that and very efficient with that offense. And now you have him on the ground taking care of the football. I mean, he's become a complete player and really running the show, getting the ball to all those playmakers. All right, we, get, we talked earlier about Kansas, and this is not your Kansas of old. Jamie, they brag on the fact that – I got to get this right – that they had a top 25 portal recruiting class. We have that now, I guess. Tell me what that means and how they flipped this roster so fast. Well, you know, what the transfer portal allows you to do these days is give a coach like Lance Leipold the access to better talent 
earlier on in the process. That's part of the reason that he's been able to turn this thing around so quickly. Two and ten last year in his first year, he got there after spring ball. So you got to think about the short window that he had to even get the Jayhawks ready in 21. And now with the full offseason, a full opportunity to recruit the portal, he has turned things around. 5-0 Jayhawks. It's going to be a crazy game, man. All right, coming up now, you got the defense against the Horn Frogs, against this offense that we talked about. You guys were talking earlier about oh, Joe Gillespie's a little been a little vanilla. He gets a guy named Mark Marcel Brooks back last week. Tell me how he starts to become more of a factor now in this defense. He's got a chance to be a special player. He does. I mean, this is one of the top recruits in, you know, in the state coming out of high school and went to LSU. And so he, the athleticism. But what I love about Marcel is he brings a ton of energy. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, and you look at this defense, what I, what's really stood out to me is this physicality. I mean, you look at Oklahoma, you look at SMU, they're putting guys on the ground, guys off to the sideline. You look at some of the hits these quarterbacks have taken, receivers are coming out, super physical. So I think now this defense, it's already physical. You get a guy like Marcel in here, you start getting faster and faster. You probably start seeing more level of blitz. That's something that I'm so used to seeing, someone yep. coming off the edge, but a little specialist that knows how to rush the quarterback with athleticism. But that energy and that athleticism that just continues to add to this Gillespie defense, man, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I tell you what, he said that he's finally comfortable at a position. Marcel Brooks is, and you know him quite well, Coach. All right, prediction time. Let's dive into this. Let's start with Jamie. You're smiling. You got something on your mind. I can tell, man. Well, here's the thing. If you know anything about Parker Fleming, who we had on the show earlier today, then you know this. Kansas hasn't really played anybody yet. Yes, they beat West Virginia in Morgantown, but West Virginia might be the worst team in the conference. Yes, they beat Iowa State at home, but they only put up 14 points, and Iowa State missed three field goals. Here is the facts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The Jayhawks have not seen an offense like they have in TCU's yet this year. The Horn Frogs are going to go up to Lawrence in front of that sold-out crowd in Boone. They're going to put a hurtin' on Kansas, 55-14. TCU. Woo! 55-14. Coach Bowden, what are you thinking, man? Well, I, I'm not too far off in terms of the thought process. I am in terms of the numbers. I, I think, you know, this offense is too damaging against this defense. The problem is for Kansas, or for the Horn Frogs, I should say, is Kansas likes to extend games, right? They get in the huddle. They take a long time on the play clock. They, they try and ground and pound, you know, so they, they really run the clock. I don't think they'll have the opportunity to score 55, but I do see more of a 34 14 game ball game in favor Horn of frogs. Horn frogs. It. I got it. Because the one thing that it does look like, and we've talked about this a little bit, is that when you play Kansas, now it's almost like playing an academy. You know, this kind of reminds me of taking on Air Force. You know, what do you think? What do you got this week, Alex? Yeah, 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 I'm with you on that. You know, I think it look at what I see in the frogs that's going to be really key, guys, is, is that first down. If you got to watch the way TCU attacks on first down, they're taking shots. I think that's why Max is a lot more comfortable. You look at that OU game, I bet they probably put 400 yards up on first down alone. Yeah. So I think that's going to be key, but I think Kansas has a little bit of his understanding of that. We got some more tape on the frogs now. When you see a game like this that everybody talks offense and all high power, Jalen Daniels, Max Duck, <laughs> Trophy, it's going to be a defense game. Oh. Now, I think the Frogs are going to get it done. I think it's about 24-13, but I think it's going to be important for the Frogs to stay disciplined, don't allow big plays, like I said. I think this is a low-scoring game more than what people think, but I still think the Frogs get out of there with the dub. Imagine that. The safety said it was going to be a defensive <laughs> battle. I think we knew that. I like 28-10. 
I, I, I'm like you guys. I don't think there'll be enough possessions here to really get things going. I think it might be a slow start. That's what worries me a little bit about this group because these two teams are going to kind of fill each other out early on. You're going to see some different looks that maybe you haven't been prepared for. I think these two coaching staffs are good at that. So this might be a third quarter battle, you know, where guys are going to make adjustments at halftime, come back in the third quarter. I like 28-10. That's what we're going to go with. How about it, guys? All right, for Coach David Bowden, Jamie Plunkett, for Elvis Gallegos, thanks for being here, my man. Appreciate sure you. do appreciate it. That's going to do it for this. This week's edition of Frogs Today. A couple of things we want to remind you of. That merchandise store is open. If you go to the website, frogstoday.com, just click on merch on that right corner. Love for you to uh, be dolled up in some Frogs Today gear, all right? And don't forget, one other thing we got going on right now is uh, that we want you to subscribe, we want you to like, we want you to comment, we want you to share, all right? So go to frogstoday.com, subscribe to the website, join us on YouTube and subscribe there. You'll get all the Frogs info that you need from Frogs Today and frogstoday.com. Until we see you back here on Monday, a little reaction from Coach uh, David Bowden with Dissecting the Frogs. Get ready for TCU and Kansas Saturday morning at 11. Have yourself a great day. Frogs Today is brought to you by the Flying Tea Club, supporting TCU student-athletes, and by Richard's Rainwater. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Frogs Today is a production of Roxo Media House. Roxo Media House.